Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. Now, this episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contest. We're talking NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. So head to the Bet Online today and use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Bienvenidos a. Oh! everybody guess what happened so as i said last week as when i last left you i said i was not going to be available on the weekend so if this thing breaks you're not going to hear from me until next week so i want to commend canelo for holding down the fort and uh and i love that he's totally embraced his alter ego of canelo and i i love that you guys were able to to support him and uh, and he excelled at the carnesada uh, so Canelo, big thank you to you. And look who's joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We had to get her reaction, right, to the Otani uh, signing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, La Princesa de Picolandia is back. Alicia Del Valle. Princesa, ¿cómo estás? Bien, bien. And I am currently in Picolandia, so I am definitely back. <laughs> All right, so before we get into this whole crazy contract, which show, hey, I want to get La Princesa's initial reaction. Princesa, before you give me your reaction, I do want to welcome everybody who's on the live right now. We got our regulars. Roy Estrada, vamonos, bleedlos. Good evening, great time. Uh, always to be a Dodger fan. Uh, let's sign Yamamoto. 
Roy, you're damn right it is tequila night. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, because it's probably tequila that I'm drinking tonight. Dennis Gonzalez, Viva Azul, Michael Carrillo, let's fucking go. Jose Ayala, <laughs> I love that you listen to us from Bakersfield. I, th that's so great. The ghost of Al Davis. Wow. Philip Lopez has officially changed his moniker to the ghost of Al Davis. I feel so touched. <laughs> Happy Monday, Carne Asada family. Um, Pablo, I, Pablo, so far you're in the lead for comment of the night. Orale, bring out the Cotex. Los Sangrones are meeting. So that is in the lead so far. Remember, guys, we, we're, we're going we're gonna to award a comment of the night. So make sure you bring in those comments. Simeon, um, Dennis Gonzalez, the blue samurai has finally arrived. Let's invite Otani to the carne asada. You're damn right. We're going to have Otani speaking Espanol by the end of the season. Well, that, that is a goal, okay? So, Princesa, Saturday, what I, I know you were probably, what, hike, uh, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro at that point? Like, <laughs> okay. were you able to get to the news? What? How did you react when it finally happened? Um, Saturday, I was like everybody else kept checking the socials no news i was starting to get frustrated i admit i was one of those like just forget it let's just all in on yamamoto i i admit that i was getting there i was very frustrated so the one time i did not check my socials got the text lost my mind and i was um volunteering so i'm around strangers um but I was so giddy looking at my phone and I cussed at my sister because she texted me that the Dodgers had signed Otani, got giddy. People around me were like, what's your problem, right? That's the kind of uh, breaking news that brings strangers together. Because as soon as I said the Dodgers just signed Otani, everybody, I'm not kidding, I'm not exaggerating, all around us, everyone excited. Are you serious? Like, I just thought my sister was lying. They thought I was lying. It was awesome. So that's where I was when the announcement was made. Uh, joyfully volunteering in a city we love with like-minded volunteers and from all walks of life and everyone excited that Otani is officially a Los Angeles doyer. So, yeah. It was so <laughs> I, I was getting ready to watch my beloved LAFC lose uh, on Saturday when I got the news. Man, I was so bummed because of that. Uh, and here we go. So those of you sangrones, I just want you to know the most disingenuous person on this show is Babyface. He is not a real LAFC fan. I just want to put that out there, okay? Who, who he, was hyping him up all year? I'd he just the does it to sell merchandise. He, he does it all for the merch. They had uh, a great season. What do you they mean? did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. That damn penalty did him in, and, and it just sucked. Um, Roy, we're going to get to your question. I just want to let you guys know. Um, so I, I was always on the fence. I, I am actually not on the fence. I knew. I didn't think the, the Dodgers were going to be able to get him. I, I, I really didn't. I, I thought he was going to end up going somewhere else. Uh, so the fact that it actually happened, I'm ecstatic because I get to see this guy play every day. And like the few times I did get to see him, I, I was just so impressed with him. And I know you guys are all going to laugh at me. You know what I find most impressive about a show is his base running. The way this guy goes from first to third, I think is so underappreciated. So I can't wait to see what other little nuances I'm going to be able to discover from his game, being able to watch him every day. Uh, so I, I love it. So, I want to start off the show by uh, doing this, and that is, you guys all know I am—I have been critical of Andrew Friedman on this show. So, yeah. 
I, I want to hand out. I want to start the show off by handing out flowers. Andrew Friedman obviously deserves uh, flowers for making this happen. But to me, my biggest bouquet of uh, flores, or maybe I'll just give him the the las tres rosas, las tres flores, is um, to ownership, because I think this deal got done because of ownership. Uh, it, to me, I think. You know, you guys saw at the end of the year, I was like, ownership needs to come out here and address the fans, needs to talk, needs to let us know how they feel about the fact that the Dodgers always end up, you know, losing in the playoffs. To me, this is a way that ownership is speaking to the fans. They basically, I think the ownership, if you believe all the stories that were going on on Friday, that the Dodgers up their their offer. Because there's reports that the Azulejos were also offering $700 million. So who knows who to believe? But it was obvious to me that this ownership was going to do anything possible to bring Otani to the Doyers. Now, they have mortgaged the future. And so when they sell the team, Otani's salary is going to be somebody else's problem from 2033 to 2043. But for right now, what have we always said? This is Federico's prime. This is Mookie's prime. We need to win right now. And they went out there and they got the best player available. And kudos to this because I'm old enough to live in a period where Frank McCourt was the owner of my team. Ugh. And for those of us that were around at that, you guys know. So for all these other fans that are pissed off and like, ah, the Dodgers, I'm never watching baseball again. I just want to remind you guys, we had a, a lineup that had Jose Valentin uh, in it once. It was like the all mustache team. I, we went through some lean years. Okay. So we deserve this. Now, we, of course, won a World Series, but I want to take this time right now to to hand the flowers off to the to ownership because they made this happen. And I think I mean, this, this is great. So I want to get into these comments very quickly. Um, I know the chat is, is starting to heat up. So uh, Roy Estrada, Bleed Loves panel, tell us your feelings on Friday with Dodgers Nation's reporter said Otani to Blue Jays. All right. I. <laughs> I, I know La Princesa doesn't want to get into this, but Princesa, do you want to say something on this? Because I know you're the princess of positivity. Do no, you I, want to address what happened on Friday? No, I mean, the fact that these uh, are uh, listeners and viewers are, are chiming in, it was a big deal because it was false. It was wrong. And I just, I, I don't want to dwell on it. I know that... Um, I don't even want to say his name. I don't want to kick a person when they're down. I know a lot of time has passed, so I feel like we can discuss it. It's totally discussable, but I don't like the venom, especially on X Twitter, where it's just mean. It's so mean, and I'm just not that mean. So I was just like, please keep it positive. Like he, sh you know, he shot his shot, and he was wrong. But what if he would have been right? I mean, I get why he did it. Um, but that's a lesson to all of us, right? In this sphere, the only way to regulate, you know, um, those of us who take part in these podcasts and it's, it's self-regulation, really. And so I think he's been that person and, and they, they've been regulated. Am I wrong? I mean, I don't even follow up because I just don't want to see all of those pretty mean co comments, <laughs> I don't, it's just not my style. You you guys go ahead and discuss. I'm not gonna. I get it. It's necessary, but 
<laughs> Canelo, do you care to say anything? Because you are the resident uh, insider. Uh, I mean, everybody loves Canelo breaking the knowledge and he breaks everything down. Other shows want to poach him. Canelo, are you just above this? I, I mean, it, it doesn't need to be negative. But, you know, Bob Nightingale basically wrote a piece saying that the sports journalists need to be better. The ones covering this need to be better. Do you have an overall comment on sports journalism in particular, Canelo? I mean, speaking of the the article in question, obviously it was a little bold. Um, kind of me and Roger were talking behind the scenes. Like, like you see this article. Um, do you believe it? Do you buy it? Um, I lost all validity for it when I didn't see any other mainstream reporter back it up. Um especially within the first like 10 minutes, like, like most of those things end up happening. You know, one reporter breaks it, all the other guys follow up with their sources and then they confirm it. Um, it kind of seemed like maybe the Blue Jays were just being used as a, as a toy to, to get the value up from the Dodgers, which if that was the case and some reports show that it, it worked. And that's just the, that's just how free agency works. It's that Shohei's team doing their job to get the most money they can. There's just journalism in general. Um, I can understand why people are upset, especially when the guys that are getting paid to write articles and the posts about this. It's 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 extremely hard to write just about rumors. They want to see action. They want to break stories. Um, so even me to an extent where I'm looking at how slow the offseason is going, I was getting a little upset and disgruntled. Like, come on, guys. We we got to get the ball rolling. We're falling behind. Like, do you want MLB to keep dying? But um, I'm never going to go on some of the rants that some of these other beat writers and mainstream reporters are where they're kind of showing their anger towards Otani himself for not signing. I always said if he's not signed by Christmas, all right, then have Adam. But we still have around a couple weeks to go. This is the time of year where most people sign. And now that the big dominoes like fallen, we're seeing that a lot more rumors starting to go around the entire league about where other guys are going to sign because he was the guy that was going to set the market, even though there's not a player like him, but he's still setting the market for the rest of the league. So now that he signed, thankfully, I believe things are going to start getting off uh, real fast here soon. Um, so this is what I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say on this. So this was Dodgers nation and the writer who reported that, uh, who wrote that story was JP Hornstra. J.P. Hornstra has been a guest on this show before. J.P. Hornstra is an accomplished writer. Uh, he, he's written books. He's a member of the Baseball, uh, Baseball Writers of America Association. So up until this point, he, I, I think he, he has a very a good reputation. Um, I, he had bad intel, and he went with that bad intel. Um, but as much venom that is being directed towards J.P. and Dodgers Nation – um, the editor that went ahead and gave the green light to go with that story deserves as much criticism as JP is 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 uh, receiving. Um, to me, the way that it ended up happening with Shohei breaking the news himself on Instagram, I think that's the way it should be all the time. I mean, have the player call the press conference. The fact that we have agents, the fact that we have organizations leaking this information to reporters. And I mean, they're all, we know how this works. Reporters use this as leverage. So you tell me something about your organization. I'll tell you what I'm hearing about another organization. They share this information. And that to me is the ugly side of sports journalism. 
we blur the line here on this show. Okay. We are an entertainment show. We are an opinion show. We are an editorial show, but we also cover the team. We're also in the dugout. We're in the clubhouse. So I, I can see how this happens where the line gets blurred very, very easily. So it also just gives a, it, it gives a bad rap to everybody because look, when the, when the news started coming out about this deferrals, I, I was like, I don't believe it until I see it. Until I see the contract, there's no way this guy's deferring this much money. So that's what I'm going to say uh, with that. Um, those guys over there were friendly with some of those people at Dodgers Nation. I know they're going through it right now. And who knows how long it's going to take because I see the comments on poor JP's Twitter. Uh, you know, even if he's talking about something else, everybody brings it back to the fact, oh, isn't he in Toronto right now? So they made a decision. All I'm saying is that there was an editor that backed him and said, yeah, let's go with this. So this is not all on JP. Uh, I want to get back to the comments. Easy. The way the contract is structured, the Dodgers should be able to be competitive in the race to Yamamoto. We're going to get into that. Uh, Michael Carrillo, uh, Juan, I think they're actually going to pay him by giving him an ownership stake. It'll be legal when his contract is up and retires. I would not be surprised, uh, Michael Carrillo, because I think Otani now, you have to view him in that circle of LeBron James, where it it, it is an ownership stake that is going to be here. Uh, Mr. John Rod, 77, I think he deferred the salary because this is where we always wanted to be, which is amazing. Daniel, hello from the Inland Empire. Simeon, Frank McCord, he almost bankrupt the Dodgers. Yes. Uh, Pablo, can we acknowledge that Mariachi Joe will now be the wild thing Kelly by announcing he'll be wearing number 99? Good pull there, Pablo. I think Mariachi Joe is officially char- the Charlie Sheen uh, of the Doyers. Broman74, dude, Otani putting his money where his mouth is. The ultimate competitor reports saying Otani accepted $2 million salary. Counts only $46 million to the CBT. Will cost Otani uh, $250 million in interest for himself. So I'm going to let Canelo get into the details of, of this contract with, with the deferrals. I, I just want to get some of th- through some of the more of these comments. Dennis Gonzalez, Dodgers won the Sean Green trade from Toronto back in 99. We just beat the Blue Jays again with the Shohei signing. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Deirdre Cedillo, <laughs> flowers really to Otani for deferring that money and giving us the opportunity to get more talent in-house to really get a dynasty going if, if it's possible and definitely can happen. Uh, A.D. Robles showing some love for La Princesa de Picolania. Love you, Alicia Del Valle. Love you. Love you, girl. I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, Mr. John Rod, how do you feel about all these non-Dodger fans coming out and crying how Otani deferring salary is not fair? Look, we're going to get into that whole explanation here. Uh, Otani will be judged solely how many championships she brings to the Dodgers, fair or not. That's the narrative now. Dodgers must get him help with pitching. Otherwise, Otani's sacrifice would be for not. Roy, Juan, we are happy he was wrong, but the reporter has credentials, and that was devastating for the moment. We get him, and all is good. Uh, Michael Carrillo, Hornstra is a fraud. Uh, TQTOA, Hornstra is very good writer, great articles. He isn't a newsbreaker. I think he got used or tired, do something bold. I, look, you're right. I mean, Hornstra, this is what I'm saying, is he's not a hack, okay? I, he right. had bad intel. 
Um, the ghost of Al Davis, Philip Lopez. I'm excited to see what other starting pitchers they're going to get since we signed Otani, and now the Dodgers are more favorable. Uh, Jose Ayala, thank you for your contribution, my friend. You, I, I, Jose, I love you, man, because you're always giving us money. So, Juan, it's awesome we got Otani, but I strongly feel Dodgers will still need elite pitching to get us over the hump. We all know this. Look, that's a recurring, a recurring theme on here. Now the Dodgers, you know, they're, they're going to be favored. Uh, <laughs> David wants a taco. Amy, it's not that Amy is a Shohei hater. You know, sometimes we have a full house, but we appreciate, we love Amy. Uh, La Reina de Playa Larga is great. She'll be on in the future. Uh, Bromance 74 is JP Hondra suspended. Man, that was a bad, bad mistake. Hopefully not a career killer for him. He's been good before. Uh, and so, uh, Daniel, thank you for, yeah, we got the, the chat. A lot of people, uh, JR, the winner of the comment last night, uh, last time with the Pornhub, uh, is coming back. Otani changes everything. Just look at how many people are on the live right now. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right, JR. A lot of people are making comments uh, about how many people are on the live. Uh, Broman74, Yankees, Yes Network, really hating on the Dodgers and smart business move by Otani and the Dodgers. Saying now the Dodgers and Otani are the new villain calling yeah that, that's the pot calling the kettle black um so let's get into this uh canelo the contract with the deferrals when you saw that news so here's jeff Passan. so shohei otani 700 700 million uh contract calls for him to be paid only 2 million a year for the next 10 seasons with 680 million deferred until the end of the deal sources confirmed to espn the CBT hit on the contract is only going to be $46 million, a huge discount for L.A. Canelo, break it down. What does this mean for the Dodgers and how everybody in the in the chat right now is saying this really makes them a player now for Yamamoto? Yamamoto is realistic, right? Yeah, I mean, go back to Saturday. I'm looking at my iWatch and I'm seeing 10 years, $700 million. I'm kind of blown away. I'm like, all right, what are we dealing with here? Are we really paying a guy seventy million a year for ten years? Because that's back breaking money for any payroll, even for teams like the Dodgers. Um, and then we saw Jeff Passan. He tweeted out again. He said unprecedented deferrals. And I wrote an article, pretty much just talking about the breaking of the Shohei Otani news. And I said, well, I guess my idea would be something like, all right, ten years at thirty-five million or forty somewhere in that range, and then another ten years of that same 35, $40 million range. Maybe it's heavily backloaded, but then we see this today with $2 million AAV and then only a $46 million on the, on the CBT. I mean, I thought that was a joke. I like, I agree with you. You know, I had to backtrack and double take. I was like, there's no way this is real. I saw Fabian from the athletic post. And I, then I saw, I was like, I got to go with my guy. I got to go see if Jeff Passan tweeted it. And then he tweeted the same thing, breaking it down even more. Um, basically, what this explains to me is two things. One, Otani wants to win. The fact that he set up his contract this way, allowing the Dodgers to pretty much go in whatever direction they want to go in. And another thing is it just shows that the Dodgers in their front office, they're just like one of the – they're the probably – and I don't want to sound like a homer because we're all Dodger fans here, but they are the smartest front office. They are the smartest ownership group in all of baseball, the way this team is run. Um, obviously, it looks bad 
kind of in the future when they have to pay him all this, but you add in the fact of inflation, the CBT, even if it's still a thing in 10, 15 years, the Dodgers are getting a bargain here. Um, and like we said, you know, someone already mentioned it. We're going to be judged on rings with Otani right now, and that's what they're going to be doing. I think kind of with the way they structured this deal, this tells me a lot for this year. It sounds like they are going all in. It, it really does. Um, we mentioned Yamamoto. Guess what, guys? We're all changing our tune. I, I'm sure I can I can get Juan to change his tune. I really think it's happening. I really think uh, Yamamoto is probably in play. I would honestly even say that they're the favorites to land him now. And a lot of other people's, I don't know if, if anyone follows John Boy Media, they're they're huge Yankees fans, but they're also realistic. And, and the, the head guy himself, he said, you know, I, I think that's I'm on that train. I, he thought it was going to be a New York team, but now it looks like things are lining up for the Dodgers. But just the way the payroll is right now, so the projected payroll with the $2 million salary for j- this year is $159 million. And then you add in the CBT payroll, which is all the taxes and everything for all those players. We're at $218 million. The CBT threshold where you get starting tax for all that is at 237. So they still have like almost 20, a little bit under $20 million to play with. And I honestly think they're going to still blow past the CBT if they really want to go all in. Um, But there is a possibility that they could sign Otani and get some other players and still not go over the CBT and then reset, which if they can end up doing that and reset the tax threshold, I, I don't know. Give, Give someone a raise over there because they de- definitely deserve it. Well, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Dennis Gonzalez, I did see that remark of Justin Turner, that uh, that tweet uh, that he said, the next ownership group will figure it out. Is he a little salty? Um, I think there was a lot of people that were salty about this deal. And one of the things I do want to bring up here is Shohei isn't the only one with deferred money on the Doyers. Uh, Justin Turner like- has deferred money. He still has deferred <laughs> money on the team right now. La Princesa de Picolandia's favorite player, Mookie, El Mookie, he's getting $8 million from 2033 to 2037 per year, okay? Then he's getting $10 million from 2038 to 2039, and then he's getting $11 million from 2040 to 2044. So the Dodgers are going to be paying El Mookie and Otani $79 million in 2043. Mookie's going to be 50 in 2043, and Otani's going to be 48. So, yes, I think it's a little salty, but here's the thing. This offer, if you believe the reports, this offer was available to any team that signed Otani. Otani was going to do this with any team. And Babyface said this. Otani picked the Dodgers. Because if everything is the same, if every, if, if, if people were going to, if the Blue Jays, if the Azulejos were going to give him $700 million, then what was the difference? If you believe the reports, Otani was looking at teams' farm systems. He was looking at how they were going to be competitive the full 10 years. And based on that, Otani said, my best chance to win is with the Doyers. La Princesa has said this before. K.N. Owl, he's Japanese, and Japanese people have respect. Princesa, what are your thoughts on the fact that Otani, you, I don't think anybody can crap on him now. He clearly has made it, he has made it, he put everyone on notice. Winning is the most important thing. Now, mind you, he also has about like $40 million of, inso- of endorsement money that he can live on, so... 
the, the guy's not struggling, but are we ever, does this put pressure on other athletes now to have to do Otani or is really Otani just a unicorn in everything? Not only how he plays, but how he does business. Are you asking me, are you agree with everything you said? Because it is, he is everything. He is a unicorn in what he does on the field and off the field. And because he was with that other team, you know, the Dodgers light down south, we haven't even seen what real merchandise and sponsorship, not real, but they're going to be even bigger, even greater because he's a Los Angeles Dodger. And don't come at me. I don't hate the Angels. I, I like the Angels. It's a nice stadium. I always have fun at Angel games, okay? I just, I just know that this, he is special. He is special. He's not like other players. And does it put pressure on other players? It, put, it's put, it puts pressure on the league. It puts pressure, like Cody said earlier, he was ready to, you know, go after it, go after him and the signing and, and basically making MLB like a hostage to, you know, Otani's signing. Nothing else could move forward until that domino, you know, the first big one, like Cody said, got, you know, started. I just know that this is unique. Yes, it puts pressure on other players. Yes, it puts pressure on the league. But he is a unicorn. It, it's to be expected. And, and don't we know that everybody's going to talk sh because it's the Dodgers? We already have become the villain. And I don't care. Good. <laughs> I, I, I never thought I'd say that. But I'm just so happy that he is a Dodger. And it's just going to be amazing to see what the Dodgers do. We continue that tradition of being so diverse, so global, being a destination when you come to Southern California, you know, uh, Santa Monica, Pier, Hollywood sign, Dodger Stadium. You know, that's that's how it is. And and it's a smart business move, yes, but I, ju I just can't wait. And what if we get Yamamoto as well, we meaning Dodger fans? I want to know from everybody joining in in the comments, are we all willing to pay another, just tack on another $10 to the Miches? You know, add another five dollars to our Dodger dogs. Like, are we are we okay with that? Because the Dodger, you know, people are already saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's fine. I'll I'm, I'll pay it." But we don't cry that the Dodgers raise the prices every year. It's it's just it's worth it. Altani is worth it. And with pitching, we better get that ring. Or there's no excuses, right? No excuses, right, Cody? This, this is it. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's what it's like. Enjoy it now. Look, this is the yeah. time to enjoy it because if they lose in the division series against the playoff in the playoffs next year with Otani on this team, it's going to be just as, and people are going to be just as pissed off or more angry. So let's save the negativity for when the season starts right now. It's a celebration, <laughs> you know? So Samuel Retis, saludos desde Tijuana. Arriba nuestros pitufos, chingón. All right, I love that. Um, TQTO8, the Rays are almost as smart as the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have the money to be smart and aggressive. TQTO8, look, you're leading me down the path. I mean, Canelo, this Glasnow deal, whether it, look, I think now Glasnow, since I, the I, fall. <laughs> I, I know you said it on the last episode. You think now Glasnow could be had maybe for a one-for-one. One. But now that you got Otani in your back pocket and you have this contract structured where you just went off, like they have money that they can spend. 
do they get super aggressive and try to not only get class now, but get Randy Rice Arena? Because there was a trade made today, and I think all the Mexicans now have left the Doyers, and now we're just going to get all the Asian players on this team. But can this make the Doyers super aggressive and try to not only get glass now, but get greedy and get Randy Rosarena? I mean, in a perfect world, that would be the situation I would love them to do. And honestly, with the way Otani set up his contract, with the way things pretty much every Dodgers beat reporter is saying is that they're going to be aggressive for the rest of this offseason. Like they're going to make moves, whether it's pitching, adding they need they need another right-handed hitting outfielder. Mm-hmm. If Randy Rosarena is available, the Dodgers have the prospect capital to get any deal done. And I've been saying it for weeks, like this is prototypical Andrew Freeman. Give me a two for four, two for five. I'll give you prospects. I want these guys, especially a Rosarena who has, I believe, three or four years of control. We discussed that before. And then Glassnow, one of the things is that you got to think, glassnow has been playing on small market teams. He played for the Pirates and he's played for the Rays. You know who's probably willing to sign an extension with a big market club as soon as he's traded? Probably <laughs> Glassnow, especially with his injury history. He may just take a bet off of what was statistically his probably – most complete year in 2023 you know he had his most innings pitched of his career at 120 which is a little shaky so i would pull the trigger if i were if i were the dodgers i would just say let's complete my outfield let's get randy rosarina either in left field or right field um and then that's our right-handed power bat that we desperately need because that's some things that we've talked about that's some things i've wrote about is that they they have righty bats in their farm system but they don't have righty guy power bats that are like that Mookie Betts level of power, especially with him moving into a full-time infield position. So now they have to replicate J.D. Martinez, who was a big bat last year. Now they have to replicate that power from the right-handed side. Dodgers are extremely left-handed heavy right now, so you could see some guys being moved. Um, It's going to be interesting, but I would definitely pull the trigger. Definitely on glass now. If you throw a Rosarina in it, they can have anybody not named Bobby Miller. That's literally where I'm throwing it out there. Uh, Dennis Gonzalez, the fans online are mad that their team's front office didn't think of this kind of contract first. Uh, Babyface, can you throw up that uh, that Jeff Passant, the other Jeff Passant tweet? So for anyone wondering if Major League Baseball will challenge or cancel Otani's contract, the answer is an unequivocally no. There's a specific article in the collective bargaining agreement that addresses this, and it's very clear. Deferred money is limitless, even $680 million out of $700 million, okay? Now, look, I, I don't doubt that the Dodgers have smart people there and that they're creative, okay? But I don't think we can undersell the fact that Otani's representation is an agency that deals with actors, that deals with entertainment. So those guys, they know what they're doing uh, as well, Um but in sense that, is this just not an indicator once again that the potential for baseball to grow now is it's all it's all international. That's where it's going because now you have I mean this series in Korea, the Seoul series, I mean, it's gonna be nuts. I mean, you have Otani there, and who knows? I mean, can you imagine? The Yankees are going to bring – I heard they're bringing out – or they already did for their meeting on Monday, Matsui and Tanaka. Okay, 
You don't think the Dodgers are going to call up Hideo Nomo and then they're going to bring in Shohei Otani to have a meeting with Yamamoto and Babyface has said that Yamamoto grew up as a Dodger? I, I mean, I think it's really hard to believe that not every player in Japan right now is watching the Dodgers and going, that's where I want to go. I, I want to go play for the Dodgers. What I mean, this whole international aspect, especially with what happened with the WBC Princesa, I don't think we can fight it anymore. Baseball is international, right? Yes, I love that you brought that up, especially with the WBC, because there are some haters out there who still, they poo-poo on it, saying, ah, oh, it doesn't count, and all that hype, who cares? And I feel it's because they didn't get invested. They don't have anyone to hype up and be excited about, and that's that's their problem, not ours. We saw how fun it is. My parents have attended WBC games and they are just amazed at how it's just a different vibe. It's fun. It's electric. It's, it's tribal, you know? And so, yeah, it's going to be nuts in Korea. And I hope uh, the Beatles podcast is going to be there. Did we not agree to, to be there? I wanted, I wanted every show from here out. I'm going to just start campaigning that we're there. <laughs> I need Jose Ayala to give us more $5 contributions <laughs> yeah, so we can pay for our, our tickets to, to Korea. Uh -uh. But uh, one really quick thing. Now the world 138. Thank you for hanging out with us. I just wanted to make sure that I think we're both saying the same thing. If you didn't understand, I'm sorry. I'm not saying Otani's contract is why Miches and Dodger dogs will go up in prices. I was trying to repeat to others that if they aren't sure about it, Dodgers raise the prices on concessions every year whether or not they signed Otani. That's all I'm saying. So it was just having a little fun. I'm really, I'm just having fun. I don't mean anything mean I say. That's my disclaimer. All right. Where were we? Where were we? <laughs> uh, Victor Fuentes, the Dodgers will be worth more uh, e even when those years come around. Now, Victor, I look, I think the writing's on the wall. I, I think this ownership group is going to get as much money as they can, and then they're going to sell. They're going to unload this thing. But, if they're if it brings multiple championships, I'm okay with that. I, I I can live with that. You know, this this is in the end. What everybody's been complaining about is one World Series is not enough. We want more. We want more World Series. So we'll see what's going to happen here. Uh, Jose Ayala, you're right. The entire baseball world will be tuning in and watching. The Dodgers will not let us uh, down. TQTOA, I think you're right. Cohen is going to be hard to outbid. Look, before this Otani deal went down, I thought Yamamoto was going to go with either the Yankees or the Mets because of exactly what you just said. I thought Cohen is going to overpay and the Dodgers aren't going to be able to, to compete with that. Um, but now I just think it's different. Having Otani on your team, and especially after what he just did with the deferrals, I mean, what does that say? If Yamamoto is just like, look, Otani's there. He wants to win. It's about winning. I'm going to get my money one way or another. I want to go with the Dodgers. So I think uh, this is interesting. Uh, City Boy Chad, yeah, it was Otani's idea. I, I think primarily, I think it was Otani's representation that brought in a – this is going to be interesting to me because – I, I'm wondering how Boris is going to deal with this because Scott Boris is a great agent. He gets his players paid. But now that you have CAA and you're having this entertainment world and agencies entering sports, now you're going to see it's going to be like the wild, wild west. So it's going to be very interesting, the landscape, especially 
and with you know Canelo and I talked about this in previous episodes, the fact that what's going to happen with television rights. I mean, I find it very interesting that Mark Cuban sold the the the, the Dallas Mavericks, and a lot of people feel like he sold them because he sees it. That TV rights uh, bubble is going to burst. So it, it it's interesting. That's why I think it's more important that the Dodgers win now because we don't know how much the landscape is going to change in the future. Um, let's see. What else do we have here now? Um, uh, yes, go ahead. Well, I, I like David wants a taco and Bell's boy. They keep bringing up Snell. And I keep bugging Babyface about Snell. Like, any news on Snell? Anything on Snell? Is it bad that I want, I really want Snell on the Dodgers? I'm going to let Canelo do that. Canelo? <laughs> I, I know you're a big Snell guy, right, Canelo? No. Yeah, no. I mean, if they're going to get a lefty, I mean, Snell would be okay. But I just feel like he's going to try to get as much money as he can. I definitely don't think he's going to replicate what he did last year. It would be pretty much... I kind of view a lot of what he did this past year as a fluke just because of his walk rate that having a low ERA with that type of walk rate doesn't really happen multiple years in a row. Um, I would rather just go after the other Japanese pitcher in Minago, who's a lefty um, or honestly, it's not out of the, the wind to just say, screw it and run the all righty rotation out there. Um, that's fine too. I'd rather do that than, than sign Blake Snell, but that's just me. Well, no, I'm, I want to learn. I, I like that you explained to me that there are other options, um, but I don't know. I just got caught up on the whole, like, okay, now we get Snell. I guess that's just being a Dodger fan, right? Like a copious amounts of money. Like, just grab them, get them. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I want a championship. <laughs> uh, and Michael Carrillo brings up an interesting point. Uh, you know, build the Otani statue now. He's going to have a mural by the end of the week. Uh, it'll be very interesting if we start seeing Otani murals out there. But look, if everything goes as planned, if he is, I think, if even if he's just half as productive as he was when he was playing for the Angels, does this mean, Princesa, Otani's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger? Like, I mean, he, he he would have to, right? Yes. Cody, don't you think so? I think so. Yeah. I, this is why me and Roger kind of, when we first broke the news, I, I said in the, the last year, you know, like, I was like, if, if I feel bad for anybody, I feel bad for Angel fans. Cause, and I, I was like, I feel bad for Mike Trout. I feel bad for Angel fans. Cause let's be honest, this guy signed a 10 year deal. He's going to get a lot of screen time. He's going to get the taste of October, not just this upcoming year. Because if you ask me, my bias, I'm pretty sure they probably make the playoffs at least eight times in this entire contract. And that's going to mean something. The amount of TV time he's going to get, he's just going to go through the roof. If you thought he was popular on the Angels, just look at how many posts the MLB and the Dodgers made about him since Saturday. I would say that's probably on both of their feeds, especially when they, I think the Dodgers gave Otani like four posts within the hour when they announced that they officially assigned them uh, the like just not that long ago, like about an hour or two ago. So he's going to go into the hall of fame as a Dodger. He's going to be remembered more if, especially if they win championships, he's going to be remembered more as a Dodger and he doesn't even have to play to the level he was on the angels. Like he could just be half that player and be fine. People would still remember him more, at least in my opinion. One, one, two, thing, two things real quick one. So yeah, First, a shout out to now the world one three eight. It's been three years, not three two since the 
last Dodgers World Championship. Yeah, we can't forget that, right? It's been since 2020, right? Not going back to 88. Um, so thank, thanks for your, your contribution as well. Um, <laughs> real quick, though, as far as what you were saying, did you guys see what um, Certified Hater Ben Verlander posted over the last oh, couple of days? Oh, God, yes. No. He, he's on board <laughs> with the Dodgers now. But he, he did this like all of a sudden. But he did this. He did. He, he did post about when Otani goes into the Hall of Fame, he's going in as a Dodger, and he made that same point. He he, he compared it to um to Babe Ruth, right? You remember Babe Ruth as a Yankee, right? Whenever there's a movie or whatever, Babe Ruth, he's a Yankee. Same thing that's going to happen for Shohei Otani. He'll be remembered as a Dodger and not as an Angel. Uh, I want to want to. Hey, babyface, can you explain the contributions here? Because David wants to taco, who's been a, a huge supporter of the Bleed Lows from the beginning. David, I, and David helped me. I, you know, he created the theme music to my uh, to my online show. Uh, Sangronando. David is is super talented, and he gave us money for our career fund. David, you're you're the best. Bell's boy, because Alicia Del Valle is so hot and beautiful. We'll take it. I'll I'll ride her coattails on there, Bell's boy. Thank you very much, my friend. Babyface, can you explain this? So basically, it's it's a YouTube feature. It's a super chat. If you want to get your, if you want to support the podcast, you know, with any donation that you'd like to, yeah, you like what you're hearing, you want to support us because we're we're all supporting ourselves, right? So we do this because we love the Dodgers and we love to hang out with you guys and have fun. So if you guys want to send us a message with a support, throw it in the chat right there and 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 it'll it'll pop up for us and we'll we'll throw it on screen. And we're trying to get to every message, but as soon as I see one of those, as you see they're color coded, I I see it and I can throw it right up. And just an option, I, I just want to say this because just an option came in there and said, Is this the most you guys have ever had on the live? Look, uh, we just made we were in the top 50 baseball podcasts in terms of of ratings for the first time in uh we've we've since we've been doing this show and i want to thank you guys the listeners because you guys join us on this live but you also have been doing word of mouth you guys have been telling other people about this show look it's called the carne asada because we like to treat this as we're just hanging out in the backyard and what are we doing, right? We all have opinions. We all think we know baseball better than anybody. So we're throwing our opinions out. There's no malice, all right? Nobody's trying to be a dick on here and all that stuff. If you don't agree, that's okay. Explain yourself. Why is it that you don't agree? Well, but when, I, when Boatman's on, it, it gets a little a little sketchy. Look, but. the Boatman has hot takes, all right? He, he has hot takes, and, and we appreciate that. Um, but I, I, I just... That we want this to be, you know, interactive and you guys are great. You guys have questions. You're throwing them at us. We want to go ahead. We want to hear your guys's opinions on, on stuff like this. Um, look, for me, clearly, uh, one of the things I do want to bring up is this. The Dodgers made that trade with the Yankees. Uh, and I, I know Tim Rogers is upset because Vivas got included in that trade. Um, but they did that because they had to make room for the ambassador, Joe Kelly, to come back to, to the Bleed Lows podcast, right? Yes. And they had to make room to uh, make the Otani signing official. So they're still at 40. So if they want to sign Yamamoto, they got to make another move. And 
I think this is what's going to happen. If they're going to try to get more pitchers, they're going to have to do it through trades because I think a lot of the free agents that are available now are going to cost Friedman a draft pick, and they don't like that anymore. Canelo, am I wrong on that? Do I The next move here, I think, is going to be via trade or they're going to sign one of the Asian pitchers because they don't want to lose their, their draft pick. I would bank that they do both. If you're talking specifically about the Japanese pitchers, I think Yamamoto, I mean, I've kind of turned my decision on there, like what I think about it. I think it it's probably more than likely than not that they try to go get him. Um, but that doesn't mean that a trade for somebody is out of the question, which you could do like they're going to whatever trade they're going to do. say they get glass. Now they may have to give up maybe three or two prospects at least to then sign another pitcher. They're going to have to get creative in all their trades. Um, it does make more sense to go through trades as well. Um, obviously the names that are still around Dylan cease, um, Tyler glass. Now Corbin Burns has been, still getting name dropped, but Bob Nightingale pretty much put an article out the other day saying that the Brewers are pretty much holding on to him at least until the trade deadline um, because they're going to try to compete, which is something that I predicted anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think they can still sign one of the J- J- Japan pitchers and then pivot to a trade to clear the spots. Cause it's not like you have to clear the spots right away. Um, if they sign a pitcher, I think they can still get rid of some some of the pitchers that are on their 40 man. My first guy I think of is Ryan Yarbrough, you know, savior he was to give us some innings after the trade deadline, but he is out of options. And I really think the Dodgers only keeping him on hand is to be a journeyman through the bullpen and the rotation if they don't get anybody else. You sign a Yamamoto, you trade for a Tyler Glass now, and your 40 man's still full. Well, then guess what? Yarbrough, you're going somewhere in that trade. So um, I, I think they got to get creative, though. Uh, Kevin Dodgers Guerra, uh, new viewer, Dodgers friend from Central Jersey. Hey, bienvenido, my friend. Central Jersey. That's over from Canelo, near Canelo's neck of the woods right there. Uh, Princesa, you were going to say something? Yeah, we were giving flowers earlier about, you know, the front office and the ownership getting Otani to the Dodgers. Can we just send some love to Ashley, Joe Kelly's wife? Did you did you all see her video over the weekend? trying to recruit Otani. I think that might've had something to do with it. It's an awesome video. Did you see it? One. I, I saw it. Not only I that, know? but she's got a new one. Did you see the new one? No. Like she's, she's <laughs> really up her social media game. She just did a new one to announce the ambassador, Joe Kelly's new number. He's going to be number 99. Yeah. I'm going to pull that one up. Yeah, if so you got it, baby face. So let me grab I can see it here. Over the weekend. I wanted to jump on and talk about, the recruiting video, which was, she's so talented. She's so witty, but baby face is the one who told me about this one, which I was going to get to as soon as we were done. I like her. You guys should go follow her on Instagram. She's really involved. <laughs> she's very creative. And and I just want to put this out there because if, if you guys are new to the show, we have a segment that we shit on, on the San Diego Padres. It's baby face's favorite. But show pods fans have been coming at us for a while and they were really coming at us here with the Otani thing. So this is what I'm going to say to you show pods fans last year, when you guys were handing out money to everyone and their mother, you know, we sat there and we watched you guys. Now 
Se aguantan, güeyes. Ahora se aguantan and you guys have to watch us do it, all right? We're going to sit here and enjoy it because it looks like the Dodgers are not done yet. The question is, everybody's saying pitching. I thought Yarbrough was going to be included in this Yankees deal because all the rumors was a back of the end, you know, part of the rotation. I did too, but right when I was thinking about it, I was like, I think they wanted to hold on to every pitcher they have on their roster in case, worst case scenario, everything falls through in their pitching attempts. Once they start getting some of these pitchers, then those guys are expendable. So I, I was trying to, I was shooting shop with Roger. I was like, well, maybe who, like it has to be like a, like an infielder. I threw around Miguel Rojas because like, all right, well, who's an odd man out kind of on the major league roster, like in the infield that could be replaced by one of the younger guys. But then in, end up being Vivias, which makes sense because he's a second baseman. Mookie Betts has taken over that position for the foreseeable future. So, um, and then they trade for a position of uh, weakness. Um, they got a shortstop, a young shortstop, the former Yankees number one overall pick in 2021 and Trey Sweeney. Um, so a lot of people were kind of praising the Dodgers for this type of move because it kind of seems like it was a win-win trade for the Yankees and for the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers had to clear the spots off. Uh, hey, uh, the Canelo, uh, new, new, I, I haven't seen this one before, but uh, hepatitis, see you later. Uh, what do you think of this trans, uh, uh, trade offer? Cartaya, Pajes, Bush, Stone, Knack for uh, Randy Rice Arena and Glasnow. I know that seems like a lot. Would you do that? Would you pull the trigger on that? I, I mean, yeah, they're going to ask for a lot. I believe Knack's kind of getting up there in age. He's around... I think, think 26 or 27 years old so i think they are going to try to get rid of some of these guys that are aging out like i said um cartaya his stock pretty much just keeps just dropping they they posted their new prospect rankings and he went i think from like third or fourth in the dodgers system rankings now i think he's like almost eighth or ninth um i don't think many teams are going to be taking a shot on him as of right now maybe midway through the year if he has a really good year in triple a or double a wherever he's at Maybe his stock gets brought back up. Um, but yeah, I definitely think some of these, the Rays are going to be looking for major league ready talent. And these guys like Michael Bush, they, Andy Pajes is definitely a guy that's also ready as well. Um, that could pretty much kind of get the job done. I would have to like look at it on maybe baseball trade values to see if maybe it goes through. But um, yeah, that's definitely a good idea to kick it off for that trade. All right, I got the video. Mom. All right, let's let's go to the, the video, baby face. All right, we're we're big fans of 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 the ambassador Joe Kelly and his family on this show. For those of you guys who are new, 
uh, to the show. The reason why we call Joe Kelly the ambassador of the Bleed Lows podcast is he goes out there and he reps our stuff. So LA for life. When you say, where do I get a hat like yours? Uh, Babyface, where can anybody get Bleed Lows podcast merchandise? Uh, just go to the uh, the merch page, which is just bleedloath.com. That's right. So we were at the Justin Turner Golf uh, uh, Foundation, and all of a sudden somebody walks up to Babyface and goes, hey, dude, Joe Kelly's wearing your hat. And so we didn't know Joe Kelly was going to be there. And Joe Kelly walks up to us because he'd been on the show, and he was wearing a Bleed Lows podcast I had. Dave Vasse walked up to us and goes, hey, you guys got Joe Kelly to wear your, your hat? I was like, dude, we didn't ask Joe Kelly to wear it. All right. He, he just did it himself. So we're big fans of Joe Kelly and, the, and uh, the Joe Kelly family and the fact that they were out there trying to recruit Shohei. I, I look, we I, I love Mariachi Joe. His work it's working, right? His the ambassador's work is working. That's right. He, Joe, he's, Joe he's, Kelly is the reason that Enrique Cabrales discovered us. There there we go. Hi Enrique, uh, welcome. So thank you very much, Enrique, for giving us uh, uh a shout out there. Um this is an interesting question by Broman74, dude. MLB Network says Dodgers need to win at least two championships in his 10-year tenure. Otherwise, a lot of hate coming for Dodgers. Getting high-level pitching and Dodgers can win at least two guaranteed. Canelo, do you think that that's accurate, that you got to win at least two with him here? I'm going to say if they win at least one, the deal will pay for itself. Um, because I think we've seen how hard it is to win multiple championships in a row. I would say as a fan and for people that cover the team, I hope that it's at least two or three, but we've seen how hard it is to win the world series. We've seen how hard it is to get to the world series. The Dodgers could roll out the best team out there and they could still lose. Like the best team doesn't always win in the baseball. That's been clear for the past like two, three years, you know, we've had three straight NL winning teams that went to the world series hover around 80 wins. You know, you had the Braves in 21 with 88, you had the Phillies in, in 22 with 84 and then, or 85, 86, something like that. And then you had the Diamondbacks this past year with 84 wins and they had their shot to win the world series. So I'll take one, maybe two is gets it done, but, I just think we need one, and then the deal pays for itself. The Dodgers are going to make their money back off the Otani deal regardless, probably once these Otani jerseys sell out. But, yeah, (laughs) so I definitely think one is the goal, but I feel like if you ask anybody on that roster, anybody in ownership, they're going to want more because the more championships you win, the more money you win, but, but definitely one would be fine. Yeah, just start with one. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are we getting way ahead of ourselves? People who are who put that in a box, like you need at least two or it's a failure. Like who thinks that way? I'm about abundance. Like let's just start with one and then from there, hopefully things. So I agree with Canelo 100%. Winning one will make it worth bringing Otani to the Dodgers because we haven't done it yet, right? Not since 2020 and we get so close and I think that's what's so frustrating for Dodger fans to get so close and not get there. So with Otani, let's just get one first and not put any kind of tags on it. Don't give anyone excuses to hate on the Dodgers. Let's just start with one. And I, I feel like someone in comments, I forgot your name, I'm sorry, but they even said, let's just start with one. 
Like just one, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, Roy Estrada, uh, wait, in, in regards to the Shohei jerseys, I'm going to get mine at the, at the Callejones. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to end up saying uh, Shogway Otani. El Shogway! El Shogway Otani is probably what it's going to say on it, but I don't care. I'll still rock it. Uh, Roy Estrada, how about the KBO corner outfielder Lee? I thought maybe he would have been an option if they struck out on Otani. Now that they got Otani, I mean, people are balking at the fact that maybe he might get 90 million. They think 90 million was too much for Hung jo uh, Jung Ho Lee. So I am curious. I, I know the show pause is constantly getting mentioned for Jung Ho Lee. I'm curious to see what his market ends up being. But I think the Dodgers are, 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 are not going to, because he's another left handed bat. I, like Canelo said, I think they need a, a, a right handed bat out in the outfield. Uh, TQTO8 is Mitch Keller available. That's an interesting name because I think that came up last year too, right, Canelo? Could that be so. if like the if the Glasnow thing doesn't work out, it's probably going to be more expensive to get Mitch Keller out of uh the Piratas, right? Yeah, I mean, going off a recent track history of Dodgers Pirates trying to deal with each other via trade, it hasn't always ended too well. Um. But yeah, I definitely think there's there's other options out there. But do the Pirates really want to get rid of some of their younger or pitchers that they still have team control over when they're still trying to, you know, build towards the future? Like I think the Pirates are still trying to build to future success. Not maybe not this next year, but in the next few years. Um, so I don't see them really getting rid of him at least in the offseason. Maybe at the trade deadline, he's a hot commodity. But um, it's definitely the Dodgers. Uh, a name the Dodgers have tried to to look at before, though. Uh, Dennis Gonzalez, you bring up a very interesting question. How much does the Otani signing incentivize Kershaw returning once he's healthy? I can see him wanting to play with Shohei. Look, Kershaw, to me, it's all dependent on health. If the guy can pitch, and I don't think he's going to be able to pitch next year, but let's say the year after, I am very curious. Princesa, how do you think Kershaw feels right now? seeing the excitement behind Shohei. And does that maybe make him go, you know what? When I'm healthy, I'm going back to the Dodgers. I'm not going to the Rangers. Um, I'll be honest. That's one of the things I was hoping for. But sometimes I get a little intimidated to bring up Kershaw because there are some haters out there, even here at the at the Garden Asada, not mentioning any names, Al Davis. So I was just... Um, <laughs> I was thinking that over the weekend when, you know, just thinking about Otani in the Dodger uniform. And I was like, man, this could totally play into those of us who want Kershaw to come back to incentivize, right? Like to, to encourage Kershaw to come back because Kershaw himself is a competitor and he wants to win. And so again, Kershaw has been so close to having multiple rings. I would love to see Kershaw get another World Series ring with his Hall of Fame career. Wouldn't any Dodger fan want Kershaw to have another ring, the Dodgers to get another ring? And yeah, to answer your question, I really think that this will help bring, I mean, who doesn't want to be excited and be around all the hype and be at that stadium, you know, with, like you said, you're excited. Why yeah. are you self are excited? So what? Why would exactly. it be excited? <laughs> I'm the Prince of Darkness. I never get excited about any of this. But, <laughs> but Canelo, are we are we under really like? 
I, I know, I think it was Michael Carrillo who said on the live that this could create a pipeline now of Asian players wanting to play for the Dodgers. But does this maybe not, I mean, this palpable excitement, aside from the haters, in terms of players, do they want to sit there and go, hey, man, maybe I, I know Babyface said this, like, maybe I'll take a little less because if Otani wants to win this bad that he deferred that kind of money, then maybe that's the place to go. Yeah. I mean, I'll touch on the Kershaw thing. Um, I agree with you Juan. I, I find it increasingly unlikely, unlikely that he's going to pitch next year. If by some miracle he does, it will be with the Dodgers. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's either the Dodgers or he's retiring at that point. I don't think, I think he's at the stage of his career where, yeah, the Rangers rumors, they, they make sense. But I think in terms of legacy, I don't think he's ever going to put on another uniform. Um, it does seem like he is a bit of an afterthought right now. I haven't heard Kershaw mentioned anywhere, probably since the game one or the of the NLDS. Um, kind of haven't heard his name since the surgery was posted. Because, I mean, the Dodgers have to operate that way. They have to operate without Kershaw in mind for 2024. That's the smart way to think. Get your rotation set. And then if Kershaw comes back in 2024 in August, awesome. Because now, now you can put him in the rotation. Maybe his arm's fully rested. Work with that. Or if he comes back, takes a whole year off to rehab and comes back in 2025, I would love for him to get his 3,000 strikeout and then pretty much go out on top. That's what I want to see in an ideal world. But it doesn't always work out that way. These types of injuries, they are career-altering at his age. And they could be career ending. So I'm hoping for the best. I mean, I would love to see him come back. I mean, he's a Dodger icon. He's a Dodger legend himself. He deserves to get his, his roses on his way to his retirement. Um, in terms of pl- players taking a couple discounts, you know, I'll go back to Yamamoto. I wouldn't be surprised if he does go to LA. It's not because they were the highest bidder. I would say that the two New York teams would offer more money. I would say Steve Cohen would probably get crazy because they really want this guy. But it's, he grew up a Dodgers fan. He probably is an Otani fan. If they bring that in the pitch meeting and I'm I'm Yamamoto, I'm like, all right, where am I signing? I, I would if if you're gonna play that on that that key, you know. He, he may take a discount to, to sign with this team. Maybe he takes less years to say, you know what, I'll I'll want to win with you guys, and then I'll I'll test free agency and mm-hmm. after five or six years, and then because I'm only 25, so I can realistically go back into the open market when I'm 30, 31, still get a good contract if I'm really worth the hype, and maybe win one or two championships with Otani in LA. Maybe that's it, it's in his future. Maybe the Dodgers can kind of. Uh, finesse their way around that with pretty much the biggest bargaining chip. You know, hey, we're playing with Otani. That's Japan's biggest star. We're Japan's team if you come here. Everyone's going to watch. So, I mean, that's a lot to think about for him. But in sense, were you going to say something? No, I was really enjoying that. I, I do know that business is business. And I was just, you know, agreeing with Cody. And, and I just hope, like he hopes, that there's some way, if Kershaw does return to pitching, he does he better come back to the Dodgers. But I also just noticed, love the Azul's comments. Did y'all see that? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Alicia hates Kershaw. Stop torturing the dude. I'm tired of him looking dejected in October. Time to turn the page out. Uh, Where's my tequila bottle? Like that, that was (laughs) owie. Like, sorry, love the Azul. I'm never. I mean, 
I blame the Dodgers and I wrote about it. I blame the Dodgers for a lot of pretty much the hate that he got. And I really like the writing was on the wall. I'm not even a team doctor or a team coach. And I said that dude was unhealthy. I think we all did. And they, they kind of, I mean, I don't know how Kershaw feels about it, but I would feel thrown under the bus. Like obviously he's a competitor and he's going to go out there, but clearly it wasn't working. Clearly they put him in the worst situation possible against a team throughout his career that's actually hit him well. Like the Arizona Diamondbacks, for whatever reason, that's like the yeah. one team that Kershaw has never really dominated, especially in Chase Field. But yeah. even to get hit around at Dodger Stadium the way he did, you know, that was a team like Christian Walker, that's notori- notorious Dodger killer. Those righties on there, they can mash some lefty lefties and especially Kershaw. So I, I blame the Dodgers for whatever happened this year. I feel like they kind of set it up for failure for Kershaw. We preached for Miller to go game one, but I'm just trying to forget 2023 so so much right now. I'm looking forward to 2024. Uh, so th- that's all I'll say about it. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're going to wrap things up here on the live, guys. Uh, look, we uh, apparently we had a record-setting live today. So um, I want to thank all of you guys uh, that, that joined us. And look, you guys need to make sure you're following us on the socials, uh, whether it be X or Instagram. Because that's usually when we throw up when we're going to go live. And usually, I mean, we try to go live at least once a week. But when there's breaking news, when the Dodgers do something, and this may be the beginning of the floodgates opening. Because there's going to be, I mean, we didn't even touch on the fact that Cody Bellinger's girlfriend texted a picture of uh, the uh, something in Toronto. And, of course, everybody lost their mind that Cody Bellinger is going to Toronto. Um, the Dodgers. So there's going to be some more moves. And after seeing what this this contract is like and the fact that the Dodgers have a lot of money that they can play with, look, we're going to have more lives and we're going to be breaking down these moves. And there is just uh, uh, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, and again, I want to thank ownership because the season it, it, that was that was horrible the way it ended. And this really has just re-energized myself. And in the words of the great poet, uh, Michael Scott, I am ready to be hurt again. So I am looking forward to, to the yes, baby face. So I want to post something that the Dodgers just posted. And I don't know if I need the breaking news for this or not, but I think they just won uh, X or Twitter for the night. Uh, Sue Joe over there. No caption on this. She just posted this. <laughs> okay. I have a photo saved. <laughs> okay, so the the Doyers are feeling themselves, but look again. I just want to say this: Shohei Otani picked them. That is what has become very clear to me, and and that because, like I said, if the rumors are right that the Azulejos were offering money wise the same thing, it it's it, it seems like Otani like it, it feels very LeBron to me. It feels very LeBron. Like I feel LeBron picked the Lakers and, and said, this is what we're going to do. This feels like Otani is flexing on major league baseball and saying, all right, shit's about to get real right now. I'm going to go to Los Angeles, not Disneyland. I'm going to Los Angeles and I'm putting everyone on notice and everybody that's on the team. We're here to win. And, you know, he, I, I think he might end up, you know, going full Michael Jordan on Major League Baseball. I'll know? even go one one further. Uh, one of the, my followers on X that I go back and forth with who's a Dodgers fan, Michael Whitman. If the Dodgers had a DH in 2017, Otani would have been a Dodger 
from the get-go. He never, mm-hmm. I don't think he ever would have went to the Angels because the Dodgers were hard going after him hard during that offseason, but they kind of knew they realistically didn't have a shot because of no DH. If that wasn't the case, I, I think the Angels never would have got him. I think he always was destined to come to the Dodgers. I think that's where he always wanted to be. Oh, I love that. It was destiny that Otani is a Dodger. Yeah, he had to he had to spend six years in Anaheim and then he had to come to the real LA. Yeah. He paid his dues. He paid his dues for sure. That thank you for the correction, Pablo. There are still Mexicans on the Doyers. His name is Austin Barnes. Even though the ga- the ghost of Al Davis, Mr. Raider Philip Lopez, so uh, desperately. I think uh, the, the ghost of Al Davis. Oh yeah, and 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 the ambassador, the ambassador's a, a Mexican. So I stand corrected. See, this is why you guys are the best fans because you come in here and you tell me I'm full of shit, and you and you correct me, and and I love it. But hey, make sure you guys are subscribed. Like I said, to to the X, to Instagram. That's where you're going to get the updates when we're going to go ahead and go live again. Who knows? You know, if Yamamoto happens to sign this week, we're going to be back on the live. Make sure you guys join us. Make sure you guys bring in the energy and all that good stuff. Um, before we end, Babyface, are we announcing the winner of the Mariachi Joe bobblehead? I do have a winner, and I will reach out to them, and hopefully they contact me. But the name is... Denise Ramirez. Orale! My tocaya de apellido, Denise Ramirez. If you're listening to the show, if you're on the live, or if any of you on the live know Denise, let her know. We finally gave away the Mariachi Joe bobblehead, and she won it. Denise, you, you won the Mariachi Joe bobblehead. It was only like three months, but... It was, it was only it. like three months, it but it, it's still new. Uh, anyways, you are sido su servidor Juan Ramirez de parte de mis colegas, la princesa de Picolandia, Alicia Del Valle, Canelo, Cody Snavely, and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nos vemos. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.